to the newest episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Dad. Uh, I am your host, Daniel McCormick, sitting here in the loft area at my friend Larry Robinson's house. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five, number five, everybody. <laughs> and at uh, Larry's uh, idea, and, and I think it's a good one, we're going to uh, depart a little bit from our uh, dadly considerations and just talk a little bit more about what's going on in life. Yeah. That's right. We're being selfish for a change. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were starting to talk about a little bit of what we've been watching recently. Uh, some of the, the movies we've got uh, some some stray moments to catch. So, uh, Larry, what have you been catching up on? My wife dragged me into watching uh, what's called Life Itself. It's a Amazon movie just on Amazon Prime. Nowhere else you can watch it. It's just on Amazon. And I was hesitant just because, I don't know, my wife tends to pick movies. I'm just not, I'm in an action movie, you know, gunplay, violence, explosions, yada, yada. Like that's what, that's not her thing. Yeah. yeah. That's not her deal. She doesn't like the sound. She doesn't like the explosions. So this, <laughs> this movie still had gun violence in it, though. <laughs> but, uh, but this movie was, um, it, it was different. It was kind of had a Pulp Fiction vibe just for the fact of how you were basically being told almost the same story from about four different point of views it it ends on a happy note i say but other than that man it was a that was a wild ride would you recommend it for one time watch yeah i'll recommend it it's not gonna be on my rewatch list whatsoever though (laughs) i'm not going back to that movie well what what if uh, the wife comes back to you and says we got to rewatch this oh (laughs) i feel like that's gonna be a concession have beer will travel (laughs) Well, I, uh, I've also given in recently to a request of my wife to watch a movie. We watched uh, Parasite, the, the new um, Best Picture winner, and uh, I was kind of surprised. I, I just told Larry that I'd watched it, and I think it's still, um, it's still a title that's kind of like not widely known outside of people who are film buffs. And uh, as it turns out, it's not a horror movie. Parasite sounds like it would be about like an epidemic about some sort of growth or blob, uh, but no, it's about class struggle in South Korea and, uh, and, and how certain people who are struggling with poverty uh, can find themselves uh, living, having to live like a parasite, or it might in reverse be about how the rich are parasites on the poor. I'm not quite sure. I think it can go either way, but it is not what you're expecting. So if that was a... Um, Spoiler, then here's a belated spoiler alert <laughs> to let you know. Well, I was going to watch it, but now. Well, I feel like I should spoil my movie then. <laughs> but no, I won't do that. I was I would say check out uh what was the movie I said? Life yeah. itself. Yeah, life itself. I would it say check it out. So such a, a full throated recommendation that I have to remind you the title <laughs> of the film. <laughs> I forget stuff real easily, so whatever. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm getting old. Uh, I'm a parent now. I only remember kids' songs. (laughs) (laughs) We were also talking about uh, catching up on old movies and how we uh, have different ways of doing that now. Uh, Larry's got here in the loft area this cool cabinet that's just full, chock full of a lot of awesome DVDs. But just like my collection of DVDs, you can tell it kind of stalled out uh, at a moment in time. It's more of like a curated museum piece, I think, now than it is like the most up-to-date uh, reflection of what you've been watching. Uh, and, and we were talking about um, 
you know, the way in which things have changed. Uh, I recently tried to watch Groundhog Day uh, on Groundhog Day, as is my tradition, and forgot that I owned it. I had to, like, be reminded how to put the DVD in the DVD player and and what is on my shelf, you know. So um, what do you think, uh, Larry? How do you feel about everything going to, like, media-less formats, all that kind of stuff? I'm just surprised at how many people are willing to give up their ownership of stuff. Yeah. I mean, technically, we are now in a lifestyle of leasing everything. You lease your phones, you lease you lease your software, you lease your media. It's just you don't own anything. And God forbid if you get to a point where you cannot afford to pay for your services anymore mm-hmm. or for some reason, I don't know, the company goes under, you're just you're left without. It's kind of like uh, the media equivalent of feudalism. Like you, you don't yeah. own the land. <laughs> you don't own anything. <laughs> you know, you're just you know? on it, and you're just using it. You're just paying a fee for for its service. For the I'm not, I understand the ease of it, and everything is like I. It's easy for you to go sign up for Spotify, listen to said music, mm-hmm. versus you trying. Well, now you can't even find where to buy a CD, mm-hmm. or the CD you might be wanting, you have to go on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Another service that could go under. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's it. I mean, that is a that's a big service to go under, but it's, it's well, just no one wants to own anything anymore. It's just uh, it's all a comfort and ease of everything. Like, yeah. did you see the article about the Tesla? Mm-mm. What happened? A guy had bought a used Tesla. He had bought it at an auction, and then he sold it online. It had the mm-hmm. autopilot everything in there, so he mm-hmm. sold it as that. Yeah. Well, when somebody bought it, Tesla did an update, automatic update process. They went through and saw like. This person alone owns this car, so they should have these features. Mm-hmm. And they took off the autopilot, and uh, I forget the other. I think it's like another security feature or something. They removed it just so via they, an update. They treated his car like Apple treats an iPhone. Yeah, pretty much. Like they kind yeah. of uh, decided it was uh, something for the mothballs, and they could turn off certain features. Well, it was no, it wasn't for the mothballs. It was yeah. more of a uh, you were not the original owner, oh, so yeah. you did not pay for these services so you should not so have these services. right wow, that's crazy so they wanted him to pay like i think it was going to be like an extra eight thousand dollars to get the stuff that he already had originally how it was sold back i think it ended up getting reversed some days later but that's how they see the car the car was literally a service you do not own the car and all of its functions mm-hmm. you can crank it up you can drive it but all these features that were on there the originally features yeah you know those we can remove those at will well, and sure i don't want it that. i don't want anything i don't like anything like that like yeah. just as far as like say windows 10 you know they were like pumping it out it's free it's free it's free nothing yeah. is free y'all yeah <laughs> they're gonna get you later down the road trust me nothing is free so. there's there's a great maxim that i heard that was uh if if you're receiving a free digital product you are the product All right like there's some way in which either at a later date they're going to get the money out of you or out of the data that they can collect from your use of the product, they're going to be able to package that and sell it. And I, th- I mean, like, we all know that. And, and we do kind of have that trade-off of convenience. It's like everything is available. It's easy. You know, you can just let the water, you know, slowly turn up, and you can be the lobster in the pot that gets boiled. <laughs> and that's exactly but, that's exactly what we're into. We're into a, a state of comfort. We would take comfort and ease over learning and doing anything for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, even blank CDs and blank DVDs, I have to like scrounge for these at stores. They're like on the yeah. bottom shelf now, dusty and everything. Where yeah. they used to be up high, you know, on sale every week. Oh, and, and you get and like you 50 lose, stacks of DVDs. You lose experience too, because I mean, I was talking about this with a, a friend of mine I hadn't talked to in years, a, a friend from, from college, and we were both reflecting on how we used to love to go to the record store. 
and you would go without expectation. You just go, and you might have one thing you wanted to look for, but the process of flipping through albums, flipping through discs was like, uh, it was a discovery process. And so you would find things that you otherwise had never heard of, or somebody would be in the store and make a recommendation to you, and you'd come across things in like a real organic way. And now there might be like some algorithm where somebody's like watching the way that you play a playlist or put one together, but it's not the same. It doesn't have that same kind of like... It doesn't have that flow that you had set up originally. Yeah. No, I mean, granted, you can still put that in your playlist. Like, I want these songs to hit just like this. But Yeah, but that's, that's a mathematical precision because I think like the kind of ways in which people could guess for you or recommend for you wasn't based on like this is like for like mm-hmm. it's more like i've got to know you and i can share something with more you. more like this artist yeah it's not my style i like that one song but that one person i don't like all of this <laughs> that's right I don't want the love. now and and hey that is or what about a uh, blockbuster and all that yeah, all going. What about going? Alaska. What about going to Blockbuster like on a Friday? You go to get that new movie, All Gone. Yeah, no it, one deals with disappointment now anymore. <laughs> it's all available. But that the thing with like with Blockbuster, like you had going there, the movie's gone. You yeah. always somehow you will find something, whether it was yeah. something you had seen, you know, plenty of times. Like I still love this movie. Let me check that out. Yeah. But sometimes you would come across like a an unknown movie. I'm, I'm not talking about like the depths of Netflix and the depths of Amazon yeah. with some crazy stuff. I'm just like you just stumble upon a great movie in Blockbuster just by walking around looking. Yeah. You go into sections you want to think of. Like, I'm gonna walk through westerns. I never look at westerns, but I'm just strolling through there. Ooh. I've never seen that. One of my favorite actors is in there. I'm gonna <laughs> check this out. You know, man, that was a great movie. Yeah. You don't get that on Netflix. I mean, yeah, you can search for that art that um actor or whatever but yeah. it's, it's not the same thing is not well and uh call me oh call me a boomer whatever it's not <laughs> the same people well and one thing too i think is um when everything is on demand and everything is equally available and everything is kind of uh around the same price range it also loses something of that sense of the value that you had in finding something that was limited you know when when uh, there were only so many uh things to be checked out only so many copies to be purchased. There was a kind of uh, sense of anticipation and excitement about getting something within a certain amount of time, like at a time. Uh, and, and I think that's kind of lost when everything is equally available. Yeah, if you ran a game for a week after from Blah Blah, so man, you was going to play that game. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, like, we weren't going to toss it to the side or I get to it, I get to it, because I can check out so many at one time. Well, no, and, you're and playing you take game. it seriously. I mean, yeah. it was like, it was a th- I remember. I, having, I always felt the need to finish a game back then. Yeah, yeah. You, you felt like you needed to take it seriously because you, you, you were going to have it forever. Yeah. It was going to go back. And you weren't um, about to go. Your parents weren't about to go buy you a brand, the brand new copy of it, and everything. So yeah. you, you had a you had a drive back then to finish stuff. And like now though, you can. Oh, I can't tell you how many games I have on my computer right now, but I have yeah. games I have not played because one, they were on sale for cheap. Yep. Or two, it's just like, oh, a new game came out a week later, and I just never went back to that game I had just got. So that that is the opposite side of this equation: is that like now because media is so on demand, it's so available, it's so inexpensive. And you see so many different deals. I think you and I were driven like everybody else to get a good deal. Mm-hmm. You say, oh, man, I would like to play that. I want that. I add it to my library. But it creates like a glut of experience. All of this backlog of stuff that we never are going to have time for, especially as dads, as husbands, <laughs> as people who have lives. You know, you got so much time in a day that you can spend on something. So uh, it kind of like has diminishing returns. If anything, I can stuff. chuckle to my kid. I, I have a lot, a good, <laughs> substantial library of games for my kids to play. Like, 
do not tell me you are bored. I can yeah. find something. Yeah. <laughs> well, and um, I mean, you know this, Larry, but I've really gotten into playing tabletop RPGs with some of my neighbors. And I've come to really appreciate, like, the things that are a little bit more disengaged from, you know, screens. Uh, things that are a little bit more uh, curated, like, like personally put together. Uh, not because um, I don't appreciate digital entertainment. I do. But uh, I think when you're so saturated with digital stuff, you start to appreciate things that otherwise would have like passed you by um, as being something that's a little bit more special. I mean, how many times have you spent in Netflix or something else that you just you scroll for like twenty minutes? It's just mm-hmm. like a television, you know, you, mm-hmm. nothing's on, nothing's on. But then yep. you have Netflix, like I could find something on Netflix, but no. You are still scrolling through everything possible trying That's, to find that one thing just for you to go back to the office yep. or scrubs <laughs> or something. You know, just for you to go back to something you've watched fifty million times. You know? That's that was what was a part of our conversation before the podcast is that Larry's got certain uh kind of like comfort shows that he puts on in the background. The two that we talked about were both the office and scrubs that can be there for uh, kind of like playing in the background. You can mm-hmm. enter at any time, you know where you are. But um yeah, I think that the uh, the glut of entertainment is something that leads us to a kind of like paralysis of indecision. And I think there are responses to that. Like now Netflix doesn't allow you just to flip through its catalog. You've got all of the autoplay features that come into effect to try to get you to go ahead and commit to whatever it is you're flipping. Well, through. they're trying to get you to commit to their stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but oh, yeah, they'll front load it. But, um, <laughs> But they know that that's the thing that happens. People are like overwhelmed by choice. And so in the face of so many different choices, they're just going to start playing the thing for you. Go ahead and enjoy this. Well, I was talking yeah. to my oldest today. I was saying, you know, we have Lent coming up. And um, I was like, I want, I want her to participate in Lent this time. Yeah. You know, she's been about two years since she took her first. Anyway. Yeah. So we get into Lynn. So I was telling her, like, me personally, I said, you don't have to do this. I'm like, you can pick what you want. But I was like, I'm trying to give up all, like, I'm not going to be on social media. I'm not really on social media, but I sit there and scroll through Instagram like crazy. But yeah. I'm going to, like, give up the Instagram. I'm giving up uh, Netflix, Hulu for, for Lynn, all that That's TV. I'm, like, I'm, I'm pretty much just going basically to reading and video wise, it's just going to be like, YouTube, but if it's YouTube, it's like instructional videos, stuff okay. like that. So it's a kind of like media fast. Right. I'm trying. I'm just trying to get anything. I mean, granted, the books I'm gonna read are probably gonna be entertainment value, but as long as I'm reading versus watching something, that's yep. what I'm. That's what I'm going for. I'm trying to get away from all screens, Netflix, and all the time and everything. Yeah. Granted, it's gonna be hard not having Office in the background, <laughs> but I'm trying to change up. I'm just. You feel like you're in a rut. With yeah, it. I just I, I know I watch a lot of TV. Nobody has yep. to tell me that. I've always said I watch a lot of TV. You yeah, know, I can. That's why I can look at the office in ten seconds and tell you exactly what episode I'm on. Yeah. and the and scrubs and everything. You, you, I watch you are so a living times. version of the script. Right. <laughs> yes. Know. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I can't recite everything, but yeah. <laughs> I know that I just know what episode I'm on, especially when Michael comes. Michael out. looks to the I left. I declare a bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think I think the idea of a media fast is really good. Um, I think everybody kind of recognizes that, like living in in a world of screens, that we need to find ways of managing it. And there are so many things that we're still trying to work out, both in terms of like how we behave towards one another online, but also how like we use this in a way that's healthy and not compulsive and not obsessive. And uh, and that's hard. And I think like having the reset of like Lent where you would try for a period of time to give it up and sacrifice and to try something else 
almost certainly that will create like a different perspective. I think when you come back to things about how you can engage it and integrate it more effectively in your life in a healthier way. Now the plus side is that I will have a lot to binge when I come back. <laughs> <laughs> episodes I've so missed. you're really just looking forward to Easter <laughs> already. I mean, there's a lot of books that I have, I have had on my shelf. There are about I say a lot, but they're about like five books I have checked out and yeah. tried to read, but for some reason, I just can't buckle down because I'm always thinking about like, oh, I'm just turning this on, I just turn that on. Yeah, yeah, so much easier. But I, I want to read more. I want to get back into my. I used to be a heavy reader, but now that's like just tapered off so bad now that I just. Have, have um, you had this experience? I've had um, the experience. I know at least two or three times in the last year, where I've been away from reading physical copies of books in the way that I like. Because the thing that I most heavily depend on because of my sort of, you know, my schedule being a full-time, you know, employee, father, husband, everything is just to do the audiobook podcast thing. But I do find I, the audiobooks easier, but I do miss the physical book. I've yeah. tried reading like digital books, but it's just, I, don't like, I like seeing that completion. Like I've gone yeah. this far or, I, you know, I say one more chapter. I could just like, oh, there's only three more pages left in this chapter versus yep. having to flip through a tablet I, or something. Or I accidentally touch and skip six chapters. Or something. Yeah, yeah. But, I feel like the audio or not audiobooks, rather the digital copies of books to me feels too much like reading a website. Yeah, it just feels yeah because like you don't, you see a long article online like yeah. I don't want to read all that. Let me yeah. just skim through this. You know? Well, that's that's exactly what it feels like. So, um, so when I pick up a book and I have experienced the physical copy, um, it feels like a relief. It feels like settling back into an old comfort that I almost forgot existed. You know, like the the smell of a book, the feel of a book, and uh, and it's very easy with all of the other things that you know are really vying for your attention and are like omnipresent to to not um enjoy things that are a little bit quieter and again getting back to the whole physical media thing versus digital that's right that's ownership right. you know ownership. even i mean you don't even have to own the book just getting it from the library but just to yeah. have that physical representation of that book in your hand and then you when you're done you actually close the book you don't see like 98 percent complete like what's the other two percent i'm not about to read the, yeah. <laughs> the very last two pages of this thing well, and, and, a, and an unintended consequence of like things moving from physical media to digital media has been the shuttering of places where people gather for community to get that media so we've talked about like record stores we talked about blockbusters now we're talking about libraries there's These always places- a new monster out there remember it was the the big box stores taking yeah. out the little you know family owned yeah. mom and pop shops now it's the all the online stores taking out all the, the big box stores that's it and so i don't know what the next monster is going to be <laughs> <laughs> well i mean people i do think feel more isolated now than ever i saw some statistic that about half of all americans feel like they're dealing with more loneliness now than they ever have that they feel like they're connected you know through devices but when it comes to actual relationships actual places where you can gather for community that it's really hard i mean i know a lot of the stuff it sounds cliche but it's it's real i mean it affects people people don't have uh, a network of relationships they feel like they belong to and and that really is not a, a natural or happy place i think for a human person to be um, my wife just recently had a minor surgical procedure and i really felt like i saw after that so many of the friendships so many of the connections that we have through church through work through school all of the ways in which people know about us and care about us and it was just some of it's just asking how are you doing 
Some of it is like providing food. Some of it is playing with friends, you know, the kids playing with one another. Um, but those relationships made all the difference, you know, in a time that otherwise could have been kind of um, hard. I mean, it was hard, but it, it made it more bearable because there were, um, there were people, people who cared. And, uh, and I think the more places, even if they're retail spaces, even if they're rental spaces where people once gathered and now they don't, and there's not something that brings people together except some other screen that can connect them, I don't think it's a sufficient way of, of getting people um, to be friends with one another and to care about each other. So, Well, I, that's one thing I missed from, uh, I guess, uh, switch over from physical to digital media was just all the different music stores we used to have. I, mean, I used to work yeah. at a music store, so I, I know how that could like bring in different people, meeting all kind of different people just through music alone. Yeah. And I know there was another bookstore that just opened over here. They said, thank you, books yeah. or something. And um, I haven't been there yet, but I, I want more bookstores. You know, there's like, yeah. I have to think of where the nearest books to me and or the nearest Barnes and Nobles. And even that is just, uh, I don't know. I don't like large crowds. <laughs> but, I, well, I was like you. I mean, I didn't work in a record store, but I worked at a, um, a Best Buy mm-hmm. and I worked in the media section which, you know, largely doesn't exist if you go into a Best Buy or some similar store these days. I mean, it's some truncated thing compared to what it once was. You have to go like Second and Charles now. Yeah, some sort of secondhand store, right? But the, the, the media section I worked in was, you know, half of the, the floor of the store. And, and it was not a big seller for them because they were just trying to draw people in to sell the appliances, to sell the television, sell the computers. Nice to be in by every Tuesday. Every new release Tuesday. day. <laughs> new release day, you got your new movies and everybody new came music, in. New music, new movies. Yeah. That's it. But, but it was awesome because you just get to, I got to wander around these shelves with people and find out what people liked. And people are very like disarmed and um, interested and open when they're around things that they like and they can talk about it and you can kind of like uh, share that together. And uh, those spaces have just gotten smaller. Like they don't exist like they once did. Um, and and I th- I don't, I'm not saying this like despairingly. I just think that it requires more intention now. People got to try for this stuff. And, and some of it may need to be cultivated where it doesn't exist, you know. Um, one thing we got to get people back into ownership. Nobody wants, I don't know. I can't say nobody wants that. I think it's just a fact of what's offered. It's all, it's all convenience really. Like I remember Amazon had this great deal where you would buy a CD and you automatically get the MP3 version. Mm -hmm. That was great. I remember that too. But, uh, no, it's just, you know, people run out of room to store stuff. Like I got, I don't know how many totes of CDs and comic books. I love comic yeah. books. <laughs> my, I, I really miss the comic because I went to the comic book store not so long ago because it's like right down the street from my girl's uh, dance class. And this guy has so much stuff because he's bought out so many of the comic book stores. But I want him to have a large space. I want to be able to walk through and enjoy all of your collection. Yeah. But I really miss collecting comic books. I would spend like maybe 40 to $60 every Wednesday, I think it was, when the new comic books came out. Yeah, yeah. But I missed that. My kids were kind of getting into it because I will take them yeah. to the comic book store when, I, uh, when one got out of the dance. I'm like, let's go down here. You know, just kill well, some time. And so there's there's so many things that, that are a part of that, right? There's the individual comics you like. There's the place you like to go to. I think there's the feel of a place like that. You know, being in an environment that's really like just completely like wall-to-wall made of one thing. One thing that you like, and you can kind of browse and hang out in. Yeah, you had no and, problem like killing time in there, just spending no, time like checking you just out. Spent hours stuff. in there, yeah. right? And then you got you got people in there, both behind the counter, who probably get to know you, and you get to know them. 
And you got um, the people who are wandering the aisles, like you, that you know have common interest. And so it's like, hey, you know, not only am I enjoying this thing, I'm enjoying it with people. And, uh, and that's, that's something that, you know, like for all the convenience of Amazon or all the convenience of like digital distribution, we certainly uh, are missing. So, yeah. I mean, again, it's, we're not the first to make these points. But well, these are these are the way we feel it in our lives, right? It's like it's just like I see memes because I I also like to build computers. So you'll always see someone like peeling that plastic. I mean, you know, if you get an iPhone or whatever, you get a brand new iPhone. The sense of like taking that plastic off, yeah, of that fresh iPhone, you pulling it off the screen and everything, yeah. That's how you felt every time you got like a new CD. You know, breaking that plastic right. off, and, you yeah, know, yeah. my crack case trying to get that CD yeah. out. <laughs> but uh, is that feel of just just owning it and then taking it open, taking the plastic off, you being the first one to open it. Yeah. Because nothing was more annoying than buying something new and then somebody else open it for you. It, it just drove me crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, why is buried treasure valuable? Because it's hard to come by. You got to find where it is. You got to dig it up. You got to open it. You got to transport it. Right. Like all of those parts, all of the effort of getting the thing, make the thing more valuable than it otherwise would be, right? So what we're really coming down to is just we've gotten to a society of instant gratification. Instant gratification. And 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 because of that, we've have higher compulsion but diminished returns of enjoyment. And you got you got a glut of entertainment, but not as much personal enjoyment. I can't tell you how many times my, I mean, I don't know. You can say this for any kid, but just you could tell much I could tell my children like we just bought you a toy yesterday. Yep. Where is it now? Yeah. You say home, but you want me to buy you a new toy today. Yep. You know, and it, and it's just like a little bit of plastic. Yeah. It, it doesn't do anything. It's just like the last toy you got. <laughs> <laughs> to um, call out to another podcast that I love, I was listening recently to Mark Marin, and he was talking to um, a fellow comedian. I can't remember which, and they were talking about some of the um, the ways in which being an obsessive compulsive can kind of give something back to you. It can reaffirm itself. Said that, you know, if you're afraid that your house is burning down, going to burn down, because you think you might have left the oven on, well, you go to the oven, you find out that it's not on. Not only have you checked on something that you thought was life-threatening, but you also got like a slight little dopamine hit because you're following through on a pattern of behavior that's reassuring to you and it made you feel better. All of us have got those patterns of behavior. If we're not obsessive compulsive about like caring about the the harm in our environment, we might be a little bit compulsive about getting the next new thing and the next new thing. And the glut of options makes that like everywhere. All of us have that kind of temptation all the time. And there you go, right there. Options is what it comes down to. Yeah. If you have the option, then you you ha- you have that drive, that glut for it, as you say. Yeah. So. Mm. I'm pretty sure people who can't afford stuff don't worry about stuff like that. So <laughs> Yeah, well, and that, that's a good reason for, like, the season of Lent, right? When you kind of have a voluntary poverty of things. Mm. Like, things that w- I would be completely surrounded by, I'm going to give up. I'm going to, you know, kind of prayerfully try to, to do something else. But uh, also, it can help me to get some right perspective, where otherwise I'm just going to be swallowed up by all of these temptations and opportunities and everything, right? Remember when you used to get grounded? You can't go yeah. outside. <gasps> I can't go outside. <laughs> so mean. I hate you. <laughs> but now it's like you tell your kids you can't. You tell kid you can't go outside. Like okay. Yeah. Can I get my candle? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No, you can't anyway. have your candle. Can I go upstairs play on your computer? No. 
can I watch TV? No, you know they have a lot of options now. To st- when you're staying inside, is yeah. your your punishment now is go outside and play. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> go heard, have fun. In the last twenty years, I think it's been the human species has been, become a primarily urban species. We previously didn't uh, live primarily in cities. We lived elsewhere. But now we primarily live in cities, and I bet, and I've never heard any statistics about this, that we primarily live inside. Like where human beings probably spent most of their oh, time. I can out tell of you doors. every day, I yeah. dread having to leave my home. Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, I do not like working at home because people do not respect the whole work at home part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hate leaving my house. I really do. Yeah. Like you said, I got to go to the grocery store. I will push that grocery store visit to the last minute. Yeah. I could have a whole day of where I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. But I'm gonna wait to the like the day before. Say I gotta make a kid lunch for the kids for this weekend or thing. Yeah. I wait until eight o'clock Sunday night to go uh-huh. to the grocery store because I don't want to <laughs> leave my house that bad. So. Yeah, no, I understand that. Um, well, and and to to get to the point that you made about people not respecting things in the home, that's that's another thing. I mean, that's that's a, something for another podcast, but that's true. Uh, there's many forms of uh, ways in which we can spend our time and that we can use our labor. Uh, that are very necessary. Nothing has changed, but the perception of some things has changed, especially like the kind of work we do at home, work we do with our family. And uh, and that's not helpful either. That's like uh, something that I think it can drag uh, mothers and fathers down, where you, you know that you're like pouring yourself out, but there's no um, appreciation or respect for that. So maybe that's what we'll talk about next time. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, I don't need to start on. any arguments. <laughs> There's no argument here. <laughs> I don't want to talk about you. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, for but the- that's all I got to say is people try to own your stuff the best you can. Yeah. If there is really an artist you appreciate and like, go ahead and buy the music. Not just a digital version. If you can order the CD, get the CD. Trust me, it's a lot different. Or even like DVDs. You don't get the blooper reels on streaming on netflix you don't get any of that that's the only stuff you can get on dvd blu-ray stuff like that on yeah. your media if you can that way when the power not well i won't say the power goes out just say your internet's out you can't afford internet for whatever reason at that time yeah. you still have your physical media you can pull out put it in a disc player play disc one yeah. all episodes never <laughs> never underappreciate the value of what is shown through like a haiku poem like if you got five syllables seven syllables five syllables you have to restrain yourself. You can only say one or two things at most. And so in that little bit of time, you got to decide really what do you want to do? What do you want to say? We live in a world of endless choice and opportunity, which is awesome in many ways, but it kind of devalues that and it can get us turned in every direction and make us feel like we're disconnected and we don't know what to do. But if you can find some way of restraint, whether it's Lent or some sort of like... um, program of self-discipline you will get more enjoyment out of the things that you're doing right? or my wife was actually listening to a video the other day it was an interview with oprah and michelle obama yeah and she asked michelle, oprah asked michelle obama like uh what was the last thing you you mastered yeah and she was like wow that's a really hard question i'm just sending like i don't even know if it is one thing i mastered you know <laughs> it's, it's stuff like that you know there's we say there's all this opportunity for everything out there try to learn something always try to build yourself because i can tell you from personal experience complacency is like a pitfall yeah anytime you get comfortable it's time to move yeah 
So yeah, and I mean, our, our time is limited here. We've only got so much of, of it to spend, and the the ways in which we can spend it best, I think, trying to become people who are um, loving, caring, um, serving. You know, we're going to um, certainly do more in this life, and we are going to be happier people. Um, and so. And I'm trying to pass that. on anything I can to my girls, my success, my failures, you know, what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm just just don't get stagnant, people. Don't stand still. Keep your feet moving. Keep your right. keep your mind growing. And and don't get discouraged by uh, stumbling. Right. Like everybody's going to stumble. Everybody's going to stumble, especially into complacency and ease and comfort. But that's no reason to stay there. Right. Just for everything that was ever made that you enjoyed and created, there was always a failure right before it got to that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, that seems like a good uh, kind of um, place to, to stop for, for future meditation. So for the good and the bad and the dad, I am Daniel McCormick. I am Larry Robinson. And we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.